You're listening to A Journey in American English. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode and a brand new week. We hope that you enjoyed your Thanksgiving, your Thanksgiving weekend, and if you're into that sort of thing, a great Black Friday. <laughs> so, in today's episode, Chris and I don't want to spend too much time talking about Thanksgiving because we've spent the past couple of episodes just talking about holidays. So, we want to mix it up a little bit and talk about online shopping, which does kind of tie in with Thanksgiving and Black Friday because traditionally speaking, a lot of people do their、uh, shopping online and right after Thanksgiving. So, in today's episode, Chris and I want to talk about online shopping. Our experiences when we first encountered online shopping in the US and how we've incorporated online shopping in our day to day lives. With that being said, we hope that you enjoy listening to this episode. And without further ado, let's begin. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, I think that's our catchphrase because I know everyone has like a starting phrase or a catchphrase. And I, I don't, I, I just say welcome back, and that's the easiest thing I can think of. You know, and it's,、um, I don't know if you've ever worked a phone job before, but when you have to do something that many times,、mm-hmm. you kind of just develop a script. Intentionally、yeah. or not, you, you will say the same things over and over and over just because it's the,、uh, the quickest way from point A to point B. I think we might be at that point. Yeah, that's true. I don't like long intros, I hate intros that are longer than like 30 seconds. So, for me, welcome back is our intro, and it's three seconds. <laughs> yeah,、something. there are, there are、uh, YouTube shows I watch where I, I like the intro they have, but I've seen it so many times and it's like 30 seconds long. So, just、oh、my God. Skip, oh, skip through the Patreon reading and two minutes in. Okay, we're at the actual video. Yeah, it's the same on Netflix where if you binge watch anything, and I've been kind of binge watching anime lately, sort of, kind of. And you know, once you've seen like the fifth episode, you don't want to watch the intro again. Like, it's like a whole minute and it's it's freaking long. It d- depends on the intro. What, what have you been binge watching? I need to know.、Uh, I watched Komi、uh, Chan Can't Communicate. Yeah, Komi's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, this is so stupid. I don't want to watch this. But I was really bored and anything to do. So I watched it and I was like, oh, this is so sweet. And I was really turned off by it at first because it was like high school anime. And I feel like almost every anime is, is like high school based. So I don't want to watch it. But this one was actually really sweet.、Um, it, was, it was a really good watch. It was an easy watch too. So yeah, I think they just well, brought out a new episode yesterday. So I have to watch that or two days ago. Yeah, at the risk of getting too off topic too soon, I need to know this.、Uh, are you watching it in Japanese to help with language study or are you doing the subtitles? No, I watched it in Japanese. But it,、okay. it's, it's not super difficult to understand Japanese anyway、uh, because like half of it is just them writing. <laughs> so I can just read. <laughs> yeah, But, I, I was going to say、uh, part of the issue with the Netflix release, well, the only official release, is the way they use the Text bubbles in the、yeah. show is like an important part of how they do it. So if you watch it subtitled on Netflix, it doesn't translate those.、Um, it, it doesn't have the same effect.、Oh. There are fan subs out there that my friends and I have been watching. We have Netflix, it's just they do a better job. 
like they'll yeah. actually overlay all the bubbles and put a lot of effort into it and it's it, it's cool yeah yeah i heard i heard that you know that's that's the thing is when uh with subs and dubs i'm not i'm not like a snub or anything like you watch whatever is good for you um but i i like watching stuff in the original language with subtitles i like hearing the voices so even if it's like a russian film or like uh like a like a french film well french i can understand but like a russian a russian i don't speak russian so anywho i don't want to get too far off topic with with anime <laughs> but i guess another topic we got to touch on first um because this is like the third week in a row where we talk about holidays so i don't want to spend too much time on it um <laughs> but i think we, it would be a miss if we didn't touch on like thanksgiving so I didn't do really anything for Thanksgiving, mostly because it's not celebrated here. Um, there is a Catholic version of Thanksgiving in Europe. Um, and I think it's called something like Antendankfest, which is like literally like it's basically the translation. So it would be like harvest, um, like harvest festival or like festival for thanking you for the harvest, something like that, like a very spontaneous translation. But like no one celebrates it here, uh, unless you're unless you're Catholic, then you do. Isn't that the purpose of Oktoberfest? Isn't no, that's a harvest festival. No, the Oktoberfest very a very very short summary of Oktoberfest is th- they celebrate the marriage between I think an Austrian princess and a Hungarian prince. From it was it was a marriage ceremony in the nineteen hundred or eighteen hundreds. Oh. I think it was yeah it was 1850, 1860, I think. And they were celebrating the marriage of two households. So like two royal families. I believe it was Austrian and Hungarian, but I could be wrong. But I know it was a, it was a marriage ceremony. And um, it was super popular. Like the festival was super popular. And because the, the marriage festival was so popular, or their marriage ceremony, or whatever you want to call it, because it was so popular, they decided to repeat it. And so it's been going on for like 100 something years now. So... Yeah, so you're that's... saying my high school german class lied to me yeah yeah it's not that's uh, like oktoberfest is it's a regional festival it's only celebrated in one city in germany so like no one oh. else yeah no it's only celebrated in the south in munich otherwise no one else celebrates it so huh, and it's such a big deal like well, maybe i have a skewed uh uh view perspective on it but yeah everyone everyone, i've been to oktoberfest parties here yeah everyone thinks that like oktoberfest is some kind of like german festival that celebrates like german heritage and culture when it's really not it's just it's really just in one city uh in one state and no one else celebrates it like but it's for like two weeks right yeah it's 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 pretty long it's pretty long for a festival but every city in germany has its own festival so in like the south a lot of them have these like Oktoberfest style festivals basically. So Oktoberfest isn't unique. It's just the biggest one. Um, Cause there, there are others. They're just not really well known outside of Germany or outside of Bavaria. Whereas like in the North where I live, they're more famous for their carnivals basically. So like two weeks ago, there was this huge carnival fest. So it was on the 11th of November and everyone celebrates it. Um, at least in like, if you're like in Cologne and Dusseldorf, I don't celebrate it because I don't care. Um, and then like in February, there are also a couple, a couple carnival holidays, but yeah, that's a, that's a very brief, but a lot of people think like we celebrate Thanksgiving here, but we don't like, why would we? Cause you know, no one's American here. <laughs> so no one's, yeah. 
I mean, um, it make about as much sense as you celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving Day, which is like two weeks earlier than American, I think. Yeah, I saw that. They stole that. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't blame. It's a, it's a fun holiday. Yeah, uh, I definitely did something. What I, I just went over to my parents, you know, we made an insane amount of food. There were a bunch of people over, had the football games on that are always on during Thanksgiving. And I had a plan this year. Mm-hmm. A uh, just not OK plan in hindsight. My plan was to get a bunch of leftovers like I do every year. I put oh, all yeah, my leftovers yeah, yeah, into a single container and I uh-huh. just eat them like that. And I, I you know, I, I love mixing all my stuff together. Mm-hmm. And this year I was going to go crazy and get a stick blender and just kind of turn it into a, a slop. Yeah. Yeah. You told me that that wasn't you know, that's not nearly as good. I, you know, I'm glad I did it for science. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know the result now. I'm a wiser human. I probably wouldn't do it again. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, what I did for Thanksgiving was pretty much nothing. Um, usually I forget that it's Thanksgiving, to be honest. Um, but this year I decided to recognize it. So usually I don't even recognize Thanksgiving because, like I said, I always forget. But this year I recognized it. And my wife and I just had some chicken and vegetables and uh, said that we're grateful for everything. And that was about it. <laughs> so it took like an Sounds hour. like a pleasant day. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. But Thanksgiving isn't... Um, a thing here which surprises a lot of people uh i remember one time someone asked me if we celebrate fourth of july here which <laughs> i thought was super funny <laughs> i was like no we don't celebrate it um well but- i mean it's not that crazy if you think about it we, we did a whole episode about how we're stealing all these weird one-off holidays from other countries as yeah, an excuse to true. celebrate no be an excuse to you know play with explosives yeah that's true no germany doesn't really have any of those pseudo holidays most of the holidays you have here in Germany are very religious based. So like usually like Catholic or Protestant. Um, and then you have like a couple like local traditions, but like the biggest holidays in Germany are very Christian oriented, like Christ's Ascension or like uh, All Hallows Eve or not Hallows Eve, uh, All Saints Day, uh, Christmas, stuff like that. Easter, like those are the biggest things. But speaking of Thanksgiving, so like I said, I don't want to spend the whole time in holiday or in holidays because then it's like that's all we talk about. But yep. Thanksgiving does segue into Black Friday, which we did touch on last week, which also segs- segues into online shopping, which is what we actually want to talk about. Um, because yeah, back Black Friday is like the biggest online shopping uh event i would say well that would be cyber monday but i feel like it all just kind of it's it's just a huge it's just like a week-long thing at this point yeah yeah pretty much but like i want to say i can actually check right now for example the uh the steam black friday sale started november 24th and it's going through december 1st so every year a lot of places are just kind (laughs) of doing week-long sales yeah yeah, that's true, but I don't, we so we don't want to touch so much on like Black Friday per se because I think that's more of like a at least like a Western phenomenon now. I think it's more interesting to go back to like the history of like online shopping in general in the U.S. So, so like a like a story of mine is when I was in college way back in in, in early two thousands, I went to community college and I was taking a Spanish class, and my Spanish teacher was like, hey you should really buy this book. So like it was a recommendation. It wasn't necessary. And like it was 500 Spanish verbs or something. And 
I was like, oh God, like they're so expensive. And I, and I Googled or Yahoo'd, I don't remember, a Spanish book, 500 verbs or something. And I came across this website called Amazon and I'd never heard of it. Like for me, it was like brand new. I'd never heard of this website called Amazon. And they're like, yeah, like, like we sell books. And I was like, oh, it's so cool. And I found the book I was looking for and it costed, it cost, I think it was like $2 uh, used. And it was like $3 in shipping. And that was like my first real experience of like doing like actual online shopping. Like I'd never even really used eBay up until that point because like for me, eBay was kind of weird. Um, but yeah, I, I vividly remember that. And then that I is a to, pretty late experience. Yeah, yeah. Like I never did like any online shopping, but I went that that was like right out of school, like right out of high school. So I was like 18-ish, 19-ish. And before that, I didn't really have like a, I didn't have an eBay account or anything. So um like I, I bought stuff online, like through my friends and whatnot, but like actually, you know, like order stuff online, I'd never really done like any of that. And I was like super, you know. I was super surprised that things could be so cheap. Yeah. Um, so for, for myself, the way I was kind of exposed to it, I've been kind of thinking the earliest I can think of is buying video games online, not like on Steam or buying downloads, but buying physical copies. Yeah. Because uh, I wasn't a PC gamer until like 2015. So always looking for, oh, I could you know, buy this game new for $50 or mm-hmm. I could wait a while or this person selling it used for $33 or a lot of looking for older out of print stuff. Like, Oh my God, like I, the only way I can find this game is online for $120. Oh, I actually wow. did that for a game. I don't, uh, it was <laughs> Resident Evil code Veronica for the GameCube. I don't think that had a very large printing. Yeah. Like, for me, like the idea of buying stuff online, like it wasn't a new concept. Like that's been around since I want to say like the 1995, seven ish. Like I think eBay was the first biggest site in the U S where you could actually buy something. Uh, do you by chance know what the first thing they sold was on eBay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I think the first thing that they sold was a broken laser pointer. I think it was by some guy who was super into broken laser pointers. So he would collect them and he bought it for, I think for like five bucks or something. And the seller wrote to him, he's like, you do know this is broken, right? And he's like, yeah, it's okay. I love broken laser pointers. And like, who collects broken laser pointers? But that was the first thing that was ever sold on eBay as far as I'm aware. Um, And that was like 1995 or something or 98. Well, that goes back a lot farther than I thought. Yeah, eBay's been around for a long time. So has Amazon. Amazon has also been around since the 90s. But what a lot of people don't know is that they only sold books. That was like the first big thing. Like they only sold books. And Jeff Bezos thought that like he could be super rich by just selling books, which was true. So that's all they were known for for like the first 10 years of their existence were just selling books. Um and they were, I think they were selling them out of the, his garage or something. I don't remember. But. You know, now that you, now that you say that, I want to see, I vaguely remember this. You can find uh, a lot of, a lot of interviews w- uh, from him in like the early nineties where he's super proud of his business and he's really gung ho about uh, like selling books online and, 
he really wants to dominate the market. So, so yeah, that was the first, the first big thing, Amazon and eBay, but eBay was definitely the king. Like, and like up until I want to say 2015 ish, 2014 ish, eBay was definitely the king of like online sales. And then Amazon kind of, you know, destroyed all that. So, but I don't like using eBay. I think I find it to be very cumbersome and, and uh, kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm. to use, to be honest. I also remember there was a part of my life, a brief period, probably a year or two, where, um, especially when I was into uh, card games, you know, I'd be looking for cards. Yeah. Um, Amazon and eBay were about on the same level of something I would consider. So I want to say this is probably like... I don't know if you remember this, but, and I think they still do this in the US, but like the precursor to online sales was basically like calling the company, you would see a TV ad and you have to call them. Like, I don't know if you, I don't see those. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they still run or not. Like they used to run here, but I would always see these uh, ads like, you know, Hey, buy this product and call now and free shipping and blah, blah, blah. And, but you had to be 18 or older. And it was my dreams. Like one day I'll be 18 and then I can call them and order it. But the day, the time, by the time that day came there, like that was so outdated that like you could just order online. Like, why would you ever call? Like, why would you? Ever I think call? a few like uh, dedicated shows to this stuff. Cause they have like shows on QVC or something where the whole show is just them showing you products and you can call to order them. Yeah. I think but I th- they still do a di- few of those. Yeah. But I think QVC is different because QVC is more of like, it's uh like, I guess like a talk show platform kind of thing for like an hour or two where they basically show you, uh, show you their catalog. So I think QVC is kind of different because you can, as far as I know, buy their stuff online. Um, but you can also call them and order for, I don't know. I don't know why I would ever call and order something. I think it's just there because, you know, one tradition at this yeah. point, and two, some people probably that shop QVC probably still aren't super uh, computer confident. Yeah, that's true. Um, I've never ordered anything from QVC though, even though they do have nice uh, purses. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're into that, but yeah, you could order all kinds of stuff by just phoning. Um, but I I was never able to because I was never eighteen. And they wouldn't send it to you unless you were 18. Um, but yeah. Do you remember? Uh, so for you, what's like the big difference um, now that you know online shopping is such a big thing? Because uh, I remember for me, there's a lot of struggles like I just don't have to deal with anymore. I Like the biggest, well, like in general, online shopping is you definitely get to compare like you're not really stuck to one store so there's a store down the street well it's not really down the street but it's downtown and it's the only electronic store in the entire city like i live almost in like a village so we have one store so they have a monopoly basically there there were two but the one went out of business so it's basically just them so if you want to buy something electronic wise you have to go there but the thing is is they sell everything at retail price so like Legend of Zelda, for example, like uh, Breath of the Wild, it, it's like still full price. It's like 65 bucks or something down there. But if you order it offline, it's like 30. So 
why would I pay 30 more to, to buy in store? But I always feel bad because if everyone buys everything online, then all the local shops kind of just die out, which has been right. happening. Yeah, which has been happening here. Like a lot of stores, especially when the pandemic hit, a lot of them went out of business because they just they didn't have an online presence. So they just died, which is unfortunate. Well, you want to it's you want to support your local mom and pop shops and you want to help them stay in business. But yeah, that's like it's fine when it's like a few dollars different or, you know, not a significant percentage. But there's a, a local comic book shop and board game shop and just, you know, general nerd stuff shop near those, where I live. They'll still exist. I don't know. Oh, that. yeah. We actually oh, have well. a lot of them here. Oh, I don't know that. Um, and I went in there and I was like, you know, I'm going to pick up a couple Dungeons and Dragons book uh-huh. books. I know they'll probably be a little more expensive here, but whatever, like I'll support local and I'll get it right here right now, Mm -hmm. which I think is the appeal of shopping, shopping mom pop. You're helping your local economy and you get it right here right now. Yeah. And then I was looking for some other stuff online. I happened to notice like, oh, I paid like three times what you can buy this online for brand new right now. So like, I'm I'm never going to do that again because like, I'm willing to spend a few extra bucks to get it now and to support local, but paying like triple price is kind of the point where. Yeah, that's, that's, I feel like they're not trying. Yeah. That, that's one of the things like, I feel really bad because I do want to support local businesses, but as my wife always puts it, I'm not rich. So I'm not going to pay double price. Like I saw a keyboard at this, at the same store. It was 80 bucks, but on Amazon, it was 67, 65. And that for me was kind of like the threshold. I didn't end up buying the keyboard, but like I would have still bought it because it's like, you know, well, I mean, there are some days where I really do need it same day. But the day that Amazon comes out with same day delivery across the board, I mean, these businesses are kind of screwed. Um, For me, the idea that you could order something and get it the next day was like mind blowing because like before it was, you order something and then you wait like a week or two (laughs) if you're lucky. So there was like, there was no like next day delivery. And even if there was, it was, it was so expensive. You would never choose that option. Um, That, that for me was crazy. Yeah. And I'm still getting used to the two day delivery. I'm on my family's Amazon prime account. Yeah. So I have access to the free two day. And that that still doesn't seem real. No, it, it doesn't. And like, I always feel kind of bad using those options because it's really bad for the environment and it's kind of bad for the workers. And so I'm like, do I really need socks tomorrow? <laughs> but I think for me, it's kind of like a high, like ordering something and then getting it is so much fun. You know, like there's like a rush of like buying, like getting new stuff. Like everyone knows, loves new stuff. And so, and everyone hates waiting. So, and that's like a deadly combination. Yeah. And well, something I, I try to do is forget I ordered things. Like I'll order something and then just put it out of my mind and then it surprises oh, that's me. A, that's an awesome feeling. That's, you know, that's like a gift to yourself. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I really like that. Um, the, I guess the one of the reasons why I prefer online shopping as opposed to physical shopping is with online shopping or with physical shopping, it's a lot harder to return stuff. Like they're not as willing to like accept things. Whereas with online shopping, you just send it back. Like there's, like, mm. there's no questions asked. You just send it back and you're done. Whereas with a lot of, like I said, with a lot of places here, it's, you have to kind of like justify why you're returning it. 
if you know what I mean. Um, and and sometimes you don't even get your money back. Like they give you like a coupon or something. Store credit. Yeah, like I don't want a hundred dollars in store credit. I just want my money back. Where Amazon tries that too, though. So Amazon, when you return something, they'll give you like I think Amazon credit. Um, they'll try and get you to buy something right away, which is a new option. So they'll give you the difference. Um, or they'll return it to your whatever method you use to pay for it. So, um, you know what though? One thing that uh, local at least yeah. still reigns supreme in mm-hmm. one, having an expert when you're buying something you don't know yeah. about, and two, physically handling something. That's true. That's something that that that's that's a good point you bring up. Um, is I love being able to like physically examine the goods I'm going to buy. So that's one of the reasons why I never, ever buy clothes online because I don't know if they fit. I don't know if I, I don't know what, like what, what do they look like in this kind of lighting? None of that. And I don't like sending stuff back because I'm lazy and having an expert, you know, usually like some of them are just complete idiots, but <laughs> But every now and then you have someone who knows what they're talking about. And it's really nice, you know, to get that kind of expertise. Yeah. And I'm willing to pay more for that. Um, yeah. When I, when I, uh, I was doing some, some research before I bought, um, I bought a bike for myself about a month or two ago. Oh, wow. And I was just doing some brief research online, just to make sure I don't walk into the shop and look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in an article I was reading, like, hey, one of the worst things you can do, go into a bike shop spend like 30, 45 minutes of this guy's time picking out exactly what you want and then going online and ordering that for like 20 bucks less. Like, don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. That's true. See, I've seen, because that was a huge problem. And I think in England, I think it was in England. I read an article where there, this one guy was so fed up with people coming into his shop to look at the goods and they would take the goods and they would, because with the Amazon app, I think on iOS and Android, you can scan it in and you see the reviews and I do the, I'm guilty of this too, but, um, if it's about the same price, I'll buy it in the store because I think it's, I think it's kind of unfair. So I won't buy it on Amazon. And a lot of people would just go into the store. They would look at the goods. They would check on Amazon, what it costs. Well, of course it's cheaper on Amazon and then they would just leave. <laughs> and so he made people pay. I think like to come into the store, like they had to pay like, I think a dollar or two just to get in the store. Like if they're, if they're not going to buy anything and just window shop, then they had to pay. Um, because like I said, a lot of people were just, you know, using it as like a front for Amazon, basically. Did he go out of business? I don't remember. I don't remember what, the, what it was. Cause but... if I just walking past the store and I've never seen the store before and it tells me I need to pay to get in. Yeah. I'm not going in. Yeah, or yeah, I think it was something like that kind of model. I'll have to find the article. But yeah, I think that's a pretty messed up move to use the store and then just buy it online. You know, I don't do that. So yeah, it's I I, I can't believe that's actually such a problem with like bigger purchases. Um, especially if it's something like like I took two bikes for a test drive that day. Like, I would feel really, really wrong if I was like, okay, bye, and just never come back again. One thing just to that buy it, it online. Yeah, definitely. I would also feel pretty bad too. The one thing, though, is um, 
it depends on what it is. It, like if I know the brand, then for me, it doesn't really matter where I buy it. Like a really good example of this would be Apple. Like no matter where you buy their products, they cost more or less the same. So whether or not I buy them at like Best Buy or on Amazon or eBay, I'm more or less paying the same price. So at that point, it doesn't really matter where I buy it. Um, or if I know the company, because usually I like buying things online because I can see the reviews, even though I think we all know that not all the reviews are trustworthy, but it gives you like a general direction. Like if it, if it has only like one star or if it has all five stars, then it's probably not a good product. Um, Cause like if it's, if they're all good reviews, then they're probably all bought. Like generally speaking, you know, like there are a lot of websites that filter out these reviews. I don't know if you know that, but uh, like uh, you have to Google something like Amazon reviews, trustworthy or something. And you can put in the link of the Amazon article you want to buy. And they have some kind of algorithm that compares the reviews with the database and it'll let you know what the true rating is. So like, let's say, for example, you want to buy like a new wallet and it has like a thousand reviews and the overall rating is, let's say like a 4.7 on a five scale. And if you put it through this website, it'll filter out the really fake reviews and like the true rating is like 2.8 or something. Hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. And um, because- Sounds like something I need to use. Yeah, because like you really have to look at the reviews because if you click on the reviews- and you sometimes these people they'll span they'll use the same review for every account and it's like verbatim and they do it because they're getting paid like there are companies who pay you for the review so um a lot of times especially like chinese products um they'll say like hey you can have this product uh, for free if you give us a really good review which is against amazon guidelines like you can't do that because you're buy you can't buy reviews but people do it and that's one thing you don't have in a physical shop. You're not influenced by that. You, you really just have the product in front of you, um, mm. which, which to me kind of makes me kind of naked because like I have no information. I have no idea what I'm buying. <laughs> so, Well, <clears throat> and uh, in more defensive of buying in person, mm-hmm. I've had this happen to me more than once um, where you will buy something and it won't be like an official Amazon seller. It'll you know, be someone else. So the first thing I did was when I was really into Moscow mules, uh, which is a drink made with um, mules. (laughs) No, okay. I I guess you could for No, let's not go down that territory. Uh, (laughs) Vodka, ginger beer, uh, citrus juice, and you can flavor it however you want. But it's traditionally supposed to be served in a copper mug. In a copper mug. Yeah, the... I don't know how right the science is, but the idea is that <clears throat> the drink and touching the copper causes the copper to oxidize and it changes the flavor. I don't know how true that is, but that's like what people say. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know mm-hmm. like copper mugs existed, but honestly, mm-hmm. I, sh- I shouldn't be surprised, but okay, go on. So there's a whole world of, of mugs out there for mules and a lot of them missing the point are copper on the outside, nickel on the inside. Oh, so they're gilded. Yeah, so there was a... I ordered some on Amazon, and the pictures and everything said, oh, 100% copper mugs inside and out. Mm-hmm. And I ordered them, and the ones I got were nickel inside. And then I was reading through the reviews, and some people were like, yes, I got what I wanted. Some people were like, no, I didn't. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like this seller just had a bunch of Moscow Mule mugs. And whenever someone ordered one, they just shipped them, whatever they had. And some people got what they wanted and some people didn't. I've had and that a, lot of, a lot of online sellers are like that. I've had that happen to me too. They're like, I bought a, a phone case and it turned yellow because it was because a lot of the like the transparent stuff you buy, eventually it'll oxidize and it'll turn yellow. And a lot of them were like, yeah, I love that. Like, this is the best phone case ever. A five star rating. And every now and then I'll see like, oh, this thing turned yellow. I want my money back. Like, I've never had that happen to me, though. But um. What has happened to me though is sometimes so, like they'll send you stuff like more than you need, like people won't pay attention. So you order like one pen and they'll send you like three. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen to me plenty of times. Sometimes you I'll get take, stuff. I'll take that every now and again. Yeah, like there was this one book I had to buy it for my French class, and uh, I bought the wrong edition, so I it was only like ten bucks. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'll buy the other edition for another five bucks, and so I was just gonna return it. And Amazon was like, no, no, you can keep it. We'll just send you another one. And I've never had that happen since. But if if it's not worth it for you to send it back, they'll just let you keep them. And that's happened to my wife a couple of times. It only happened to me once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I bet a lot of people know that and take advantage of it. Oh, yeah. There's this one article. I, I can't think of all these. I read so many articles. There's this one guy who tricked amazon i think out of like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, because what he would do is he would order like a lot of these really expensive parts and he would send dirt back of the same weight and more often than not these packages are never opened by amazon they're just like destroyed so like no one ever noticed that he was just sending like dirt and stones back (laughs) and i think this went on for like a year or two and eventually he got caught so yeah crazy stuff. i'm trying to think how nobody would even notice even if it's like a big compactor and incinerator how would you not notice there's just a bunch of rocks and dirt in there when you're done yeah that's another thing of online shopping is that there's a lot of waste like there's a lot of like um like clothing waste like a lot of like fuel waste there's just like a lot of waste associated with online shopping like I die every time someone says like, oh, I'll just send all it back. I'll just send everything back. And they'll order like 10 pants and only keep one and send the rest back. Like, who does that? Oh. Like, why would you do like my wife does that? But the difference is she can just like uh, return them to the store. So like you, you order them from the local store, you pick it up and then you return it to the local store. So there's no like there's no one delivering it. You have to pick them up. But that's that's a different thing. I don't Some know. people are really into the whole return culture thing. I my think, yeah. My grandma on. used to be really big into it. Uh, she would shop locally at our Costco here, mm-hmm. and they have such a generous return policy that she never had stories. So she would she would just buy stuff and like I will probably return this, but I'm buying it anyway. And no. she would just she would just do that, and it would drive me crazy. I hate returning stuff. I hate returning stuff. So I, every time I buy something, I know what I want. Like if I want, or I just keep it and I just I suffer my loss, but I don't return stuff. Um, I never buy more than I need, uh, quote unquote. Like I don't buy like 10, you know, 10 phones and return like one. And that's where your point comes in with, uh, you can see it in person. I don't care how many videos you have. I don't care like 
if it's HD or virtual, like nothing beats having it in your hand. Like that's the gold, as far as I'm concerned, that's the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's certain tech things, like, like I can't take out a, I can't go to a tech store and like take out a whatever VR headset I'm looking at and oh, yeah. you know review it like someone on YouTube would be able to. But for the most part, I do agree with you. That is my saving grace, YouTube. Like if, if I don't have Amazon, then I have YouTube. And for me, if I see it on YouTube, like if I go to a store and I check on YouTube and it, and it has reviews, then it's worth buying. I don't buy no-name stuff. Like I have to find a review of it somewhere. You don't want to get in on the ground floor of some hot new no, product? No, no, I didn't do it with the vaccine. <laughs> I'm not going to do it with anything else. Like I like to bide my time. Um, I, I'm really afraid of buying something and not getting my money back. Yeah, and that's a huge problem, you know? Well, I mean, it's better to be cautious than, you know, just throwing your money away. Yeah, plus I think we're very, very, very uh, consume happy, I want to say. Like, we love buying stuff. I'm so proud that I've I've only bought, like, five stuff, or like, five things from Amazon in, like, the past two months. <laughs> because otherwise, I would order, like, probably like four things a week. <laughs> so... It's, it's that's an, not too bad yeah it's an addiction though like it's it's fun buying stuff online you know as we've been talking i realized i ordered a large uh, thing of green tea on green. amazon about maybe 10 days ago green tea like like what form or like 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 bags? tea bags oh i was gonna say yeah and i realized that hasn't made its way here yet i should probably make sure it's probably marked as delivered and then something happened. So I'll have to look into that. Has there stuff ever been stolen? Like from like your porch or whatnot? No, we we do have one of those camera doorbells. See that so we'd be able to tell. That is for me like reverse culture shock. Because I grew up with the like like them delivering stuff to your doorstep, even if you're not there. But like, and so you have people like these porch pirates, what you call them, where they steal your packages. But, like, that would never happen here. Like, they would never leave your package in front of your door if you're not home. Like, they're not, they're legally, they're not allowed. So, if they leave it in front of your house and it gets stolen and you didn't sign for it, you can sue them. You can sue the company. And I don't know, that just freaks me out that people do that. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Yeah. I, well, and I think at this point, companies would, if you don't get your product, I think they just refund you or send you another one. I don't think anyone wants to fight you on that. No, probably not. I mean, if they're always getting stolen, then you're probably doing something wrong. But yeah, or you live in a bad neighborhood. But yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. No, I like to do, I have a healthy mixture of like physical and online shopping. So, like, we signed my wife and I, we signed up for like a grocery delivery service. So we have our, our groceries delivered. Um, but every now and then we like to go to the store and just buy it ourselves. <laughs> so, you know, options. So those are nice. Do you, are you a fan of like, uh, I know you'll look at reviews, but will you like, so this is what I'll do when yeah. I, whenever I'm looking into buying something I don't know much about, I'll mm-hmm. Google like best slippers of 2021 or something like that. Yeah. And there will be articles and articles and I've never once Googled something and not found an article about it. Yeah, articles like 
the product has to have information, whether it's an Amazon review or a YouTube video or an article. But yeah, I did that for, we were talking before we started. I did that with my graphics card. I was like, best graphics card for 2020 because I built my computer last year. And I was like, best graphics card for 2020. And then I found like a, a boatload of articles and that's how I bought my graphics card. But it has to have some kind of history um, or I have to know the company. Like I don't really need, I don't read articles about like iPhone products or like Apple products because I already know them. Like I know Apple, so I don't really care. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a fanboy. I'm ashamed to admit, but <laughs> so oh, I, I can tell. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, yeah. So I don't really care about reviews. Um, but if it's like a brand new product, uh, I don't, I don't buy it right away. I have to wait for the reviews. Hmm. Which is probably the way to be. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know how much you pay attention to. You probably don't pay too much attention to it, but there's always. Seems like a few times a year, there's always a, a big video game that's been promised to the moon. Everyone's so excited about, Cyberpunk. and then it comes out, and then it's a broken, <laughs> it's a broken mess. Cyberpunk. You can just say the name. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking of Cyberpunk, but it happened with Battlefield 2042, like very recently. Yeah, that's because a lot of these these studios think that the the fans are pushovers. Um which which is a problem but yeah that's true that's 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 a, that's a good example is you have to that's also a reason why i believe in you know don't let companies rest on their laurels at any point they could go from like amazing product amazing product amazing product amazing product thing that just doesn't work and explodes in your hand at any time yeah i you you kind of you kind of caught me there red-handed that's that's pretty much true like I like a lot of Apple products, but I'm not like I don't buy everything they produce. Like I bought the old uh, iPad Pro, the 2021 model or t- sorry 2019 model, and I regret it. Like it's so unnecessary for what I need, but now I got it. So <laughs> find use for it, program yeah. on it. I I had a professor who would program on his iPad. God, that's so terrible. I hate programming on iPads. It does I mean, sound awful, but maybe you you'll uh, you'll get into his headspace and you'll you'll find that's, some success. That's like trying to write like a novel with your finger. It's so terrible. Like, no, I mean iPads are really good. I don't know what they're good for, to be honest. Like, I don't really see the point in tablets anymore. Um, but like, good really, to give to kids, I guess. Yeah, I mean they're nice for like reading books or watching movies. But if I really need to code, like if I need actual work done, like I have a triple monitor set up here um and i have like 32 gigs of ram and whatnot and like two terabytes like i don't i don't really need an ipad like it it can't replace my workflow like there's nothing an ipad can do that can actually help me it's it's, i mean it's an overpowered netflix machine basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) well i think for i think the real use for him would be and he was an older guy in his 70s Uh, you know he doesn't want to move around a lot Mm -hmm. so if he is sitting in his living room Mm -hmm. And an idea for a project comes into his head or, you know, he's solved a certain line of code. He doesn't want to get up and go to his workstation. He can just take out his, his iPad and just, you know, jot it down or just take a note on it or just log into his project and do it. True. I um, mean, so, that... so I get it. There's a, there's a appeal to that. Yeah. And also like it's really <clears> nice <throat> if you want to like uh, take notes or if you want to draw like art. Um, but if you seriously need to get like work done, 
I don't really see the point in doing, yeah, on, on an iPad. But I'm biased, so I'm, I'm a laptop person or a desktop person. But we're yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I even, uh, I, I won't say how much, but I spent an embarrassing amount of money mm-hmm. on a gaming laptop as my first gaming computer. Because at the time, like, I was super, I had a, like, a really cheap laptop. And I was mm-hmm. really into, I would just, like, prop myself up in bed, get really comfortable, and just, like, watch YouTube and just do some other things. It's just like, wow, this is, like, so peaceful and comfortable. If I could game while I do this, this would be, like, perfect. And then yeah. I, you know, probably spent, like, twice as much for half the power of yeah. a desktop. Uh, like a laptop will never be as powerful as a desktop. Like yeah. if they're equally built, a desktop will always be more powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's have... super heavy, so it's not like good to carry yeah. around. Yeah, I saw one guy at college. He he was actually doing his homework on like a like a big old gaming laptop. It, the thing probably weighed like ten pounds. So I don't know, but no, I wouldn't buy game. I think gaming laptops are a bit overrated. I think if you really want a game, then just do it on a desktop. But I'm not a, I'm not a hardcore gamer, so uh, I I can just I still have my Nintendo DS, <laughs> so I'm fine. With like that. your DS or your 3DS? 3DS. Sorry, I have my 3DS. Yeah, so I, I I've been playing 3DS for a couple couple weeks now. So visual novels on, on 3DS are kind of interesting. I have to admit. Oh yeah, I guess the 3DS would have visual novels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone's like, oh, the Switch is king. But I like the 3DS. But yeah, so we're slowly running out of time. I don't know if you got like a point or two you want to touch on before we head out. You know, I I guess the only thing I'd want to mention is something that I I wonder if could probably is a problem. Like Mm -hmm. like we were talking about how you can Google and you can just find an article about the top 10 best. Yeah. You know, blankets of 2021 or whatever you're looking at. Mm -hmm. I wonder like when I've used those lists, usually I do find something that works really well for me and mm-hmm. like makes sense price wise. But I also wondered like that system has got to be real susceptible to corruption and bribery. Oh, yeah. and... Affiliate so, links, affiliate yeah. links. That's all I need to say. Yeah, yeah. I take them with a grain of salt, but like I, I, I treat them as like the article will say this product is good for X, Y, and Z and bad for X, Y, and Z. Go check it out. And then I'll look at it and kind of dig deeper. Like, it's not like the, the beginning and end of my research, oh, but no. it's, it's like, I, I consider it just like a suggestion. Go look at this thing. Oh yeah. I would never, I would never buy something based on like one thing for me. It's a culmination of different factors. Um, like on some things I, I bite the bullet. So today I bought a book about deep learning. So with Python, and the guy is still writing the book, um, but you can buy it from this website. Like it's called like manning.com where they sell like a lot of different books related to like, uh, just like a bunch of topics, but a lot of related to computers. And the guy is still working on the book, but it's 95% uh, done. But you can read basically the, the, the final draft. And once the book is finished, you get like the official ebook. Um, so it's a it's a program that, allow, that allows you to like follow your favorite authors basically while they're writing their books. The thing is, the guy had like uh, he only has like three reviews on the book, and he hasn't published like any other books. So this is basically his first book, but he's a very famous like professor in the Netherlands. And I was like, hmm, like I don't know the guy. This is like his first or second book, 
Like, do I really want to buy it? And I bit the bullet. I mean, the book only costs like 20 bucks. So like, you're not really losing much. But it was still, it was very uncomfortable buying something that didn't really have any reviews because basically you're just, it's like a shot in the dark. So sometimes you just, you gotta roll the punches as we say. Yeah, sometimes you kind of make purchases on faith like that. But I mean, I think in times like that, like like you said, it was only 20 bucks. I, I don't think you'd be too upset if you just lost that 20 bucks. No, no, yeah. Like sometimes I was like, you know what? You just gotta, you just stick to gamble and Right. The book seems to be pretty good, so I'm pretty happy. So I, I'm not going to complain. Good. You, you should give him a good rating when it's all done and you like it. Yeah. And the best thing about this book, so one last point, is it's DR-free. Um, so there's no like digital rights management. So it's not copy protected. So I can put it like my phone or my computer or Kindle. So. Oh, that's super convenient. Yep. Anywho, that's all from my side. If you don't have anything, then we're done for today. So that was... I, I think we covered everything. Yeah, that was shopping online. Super interesting. Yeah, so thanks so much for listening. And if you guys have any questions or comments or whatever, feel free to contact us or leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyway, thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you all next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.